0: What's up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globetrotting boss babe, me, was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama's Day with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the Mommy Collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. AF. Hello, welcome to Mama's Day with Tanika Ray. We are in our second week of International Women's Month, which is always a great time to celebrate women, especially in these days. And I like to celebrate women who are not only diverse in their origin, but diverse in thought. They don't fit into a box. And this week is the perfect woman to bring to the mic. She is an absolute queen. I have admired her for years and years. She has rocked her skill sets in many different directions, like being a background singer for Snoop Dogg, and then being the host and interior designer on a wildly successful show on HGTV called Spice Up My Kitchen for six years, and then now... She is on the Emmy winning show as the judge of Paternity Court TV. So popular, I actually think it's kind of a cult classic, with so many brilliant lines that she has spewed from her lips off the top of her dome. I am just in awe. Please welcome to the Mama Stay Mike, Judge Lauren Lake. First of all, thank you for coming on Mama's Day with Tanika Ray. I'm so honored to have you here. I'm one of those women who is such a cheerleader for everybody else. Like I am that meme that goes around when Taraji goes crazy when Viola Davis <laughs> wins the Emmy. I am that girl. So when I was thinking about what am I, because I used to be a dancer and I love that career. I was a kid, you know, but I also knew I couldn't do that forever. I would watch television and be like, God, talk to me. What am I supposed to be doing? And I feel like there are so many Black women specifically that I saw on television. I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. I mean, I didn't know you had a law degree and you could be a judge. I mean, I didn't know all that. All I knew was that there was a Black woman on HGTV who was killing it. And I'm not saying I was a kid when I saw that. I'm just saying it just further... Validated my thoughts of possibly going into television Aww. and speaking, and was it spice up your kitchen? Spice up your kitchen. Spice up my kitchen. But spice yes. up my kitchen. And That's you
1: did that between what years? Who now you're taking me back. That's I know. I should have. Like, I should
0: have looked at your Wikipedia.
1: what would have been like 2000, maybe three or four to maybe 2008 or nine. It was
0: six seasons. Wow. That's a lot longer than I got on HGTV. (laughs) I had two shows and they both went one year and I was like, okay. It was going through a lot of transition. I will just say that. That's an interesting network. That's an interesting network. So when I see sisters on that network doing well, that's a huge deal. Oh no, it is huge. Especially
1: I remember seeing you And being so happy with your big hair and your big personality. Because during my era, it was definitely more about, wow, this woman and her huge personality. What are we going to do with it, right? Yes. And so it was great to see you because I was just like, you know what? We're here. And, you know, we have our own brand of connecting. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's different from maybe what you've been used to, but it is viable and people are enjoying it. So when I saw you, I was like, all right. The big energy, black girls, it was just great to
0: see that because I started extra in New York in 2004. Okay. It was around the same time and yeah, we just have to continue to celebrate each other Mm -hmm. in all the different varieties because one thing that I've come up across, which you may too in this business is not fitting an idea of what a black girl is but it's not coming from anybody who knows black people. (laughs) It's like, well, I don't fit the demographic. How do you know? I don't don't have,
1: I'm not one of the boxes. You know, when people talk to me about, well, what did this, where did you come up with this limitless thing? And I said, well, I had to out of survival because I, I didn't fit a box. And I wasn't this black woman. I wasn't that black woman. I was just me. And I had to own that and be okay with not being accepted and a lot of times not getting chosen, you know, I mean, people think, oh, yeah, I've done a lot on television. I have, but I
0: also have not gotten 20 times what you've seen me do. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Because with every success is about 20 to 25 failures, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if not, if not more and not, and not even failures, I would just say rejection <laughs> because exactly. you don't fail at anything just by being you. You're just not accepted for being exactly. you.
1: Um, standing on a mountain of
0: nose, a mountain of nose. And I have definitely had my fair share. As we all have, sis. And look at you just shining bright. I am so proud that I was in the audience for the daytime Emmys when you won your (laughs) Emmy. (laughs) Yes, that was um, a crazy
1: night. It It was so unexpected. I mean, if you could ever have had a team of people who pretty much knew that we weren't going to win, and just totally and utterly unprepared for the moment emotionally the way we should, because I think that was the year, well, I know that was the year, they were giving like Judge Judy a Lifetime Achievement Award. So we had pretty much just, we were just like, well, she's going to get the Lifetime Achievement, then they're going to run over here and give her this Emmy, and so we're just going to be cute. And just, we have fun, you know? And we had been nominated many times. So we were used to coming and losing to Judge jury. <laughs> right. So when they called our name, I said, oh my, what? It was, it was crazy, crazy time. It was just such a crazy moment, first of all, with us all not thinking we're going to win. And then I had a total mama moment, which if you watch it, it's hilarious because when I won, And and the name came up and I screamed, CJ was with me. This was, I I took him because he was big enough. Yeah. And girl, I come out to the aisle because we're like, oh my God, he's with me. Now he's not supposed to be there. I got his dad there already there. Like you watch CJ. Well, big Carlos gets so excited. He's jumping. CJ's out with me. And you know, this is a total mama moment. I'm coming down the aisle, I look up, here goes this child. I said, wait, come on. And I just grab his hand, come And he trips over my dress. I have to hold him up by one arm. It was a total mom moment. I couldn't get up the steps with him. The producer had to help me. Girl, I said, what in the world? And then all that transpired after it. I said, well, we won. <laughs>
0: Cause the, none of the rest of it went right. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is if this award show was filmed that would have been the moment of the night oh my watching God. your little boy trying to get up on that was I can see it in my head as a, being a mom and having a child who would have felt she won when I won that's, <laughs> it. that's it she he, it was like we won mom and he came down the
1: aisle like I'm going up there too I said CJ oh. And and this would have to be the year that I had layers on my dress. I mean, it was just, I couldn't hold it. He was tripping and running. I said, what kind of mess is this? But, you know, all a part of the memories and craziness of life. And it's funny now, in light of everything that happened, I do hold on and treasure that moment that in that moment in time, he said, if my mommy won, I
0: won and I'm going to. And when he wins, guess what? You win. So it goes both ways, right? And so don't be mad. I don't want anybody to be mad when I'm running up there with my babies, okay? (laughs) Getting his uh, trophies for being a genius. Because that's the night I met CJ. And I was just taken back by the way he stood there like a little prince. I could feel his light. I know he, oh, I get goosebumps thinking about he's, oh. he's a beautiful little indigo child. Oh. And what a blessing that God trusted you with raising him. Well, I know, you know, the feeling, I mean, cause
1: you've got a little genius on your hands too, and busy and creative. And i mean, she yes. just makes my day with these things that she comes yes. up with. I mean, it's like, it's just so real and, and her spirit is just so full. I love it. But yes, I, I am, I feel so blessed that God chose me and that he chose me. Some days I feel like I'm not enough to handle all that I see in him. You know, just like what a light you are. But I'm learning how to work through it and learning how to mother through it, right? I think that is one thing as a mother I've learned only having one child, not having CJ until I was 41 and being very much, yes, very much in my career, very much a woman and very much, I think, longing so much to be a mother. But when I got through it, understanding that, oh no, i got to mother my way through these things. Like I've got to like figure this out all the time. And there are a lot of days when I go, Lord, I don't know if I have enough for this kid. He's so busy. All I'm doing is picking up and dropping off. I'm throwing balls. I'm dancing I'm this. I mean, he's done it all, but I've just decided that he wouldn't have given me the blessing if I wasn't. So there you, you know, go. And I'm gonna get something wrong,
0: stuff wrong, and I'm gonna get stuff right. But the important thing is I'm not gonna give up. Well, we can't. Right. It's the, it's the one thing in our lives that we can't say, oh, okay, let's let's can we do a do-over? Like that's we right. can't. Wait, right. cut. Can we do that take again? Like, that's it. We can't. That's it. And so I go through this a lot. I I had no idea what was involved in mothering a child. Obviously, I don't think anybody does. You can't, you no book, no podcast, no no television show, all you can do is consume everything and really be mindful about what resonates to your soul. I know we come from a culture, which is like, we don't really know ourselves. Hopefully this pandemic is allowing people to really get down to the nuts and bolts of who they are. Getting really strong with, with flexing that muscle of instincts Mm. and understanding what it takes to be a great parent. And and a, a friend of mine another amazing mom that I interviewed said it's not so much parenting, it's leading. And I thought that was brilliant. That is powerful because it is. By
1: example all the time. And it's funny you say that because, you know, CJ in a surprising new twist decided he wanted to go to boarding school, which was not my plan. And I had to really, like, look at myself in the mirror and own that I I gave him this. Like, it was how I led. And everyone in my family was just like, what do you expect him to be? He acts just like you. Nobody expected you to go running off through New York and L.A. from Detroit and you're a lawyer. Nobody nobody knows what you're going to do next. He's your child. You have given him this spirit. He is in his limitless life. Let him be. Because I was really like wanting to hold on to him. Like, I'm not ready. You know, I'm, I got six more years with you at home. And he was just like, mom, I want to go. This is my school. I want to go. I said, oh. So again, the leading, right? We have to own and honor that because I said to myself, you know what? If anybody's child would do this, it would be mine because I take those leaps. And he has watched me take leap after leap after leap, sometimes falling. And he said that he goes, because if I don't like it, I can just come back home. And I was like, that's true. That's true. You know, that's true. You know, and then every time things, something goes wrong, I'm like, so you sure you should be there? Are you a little young? You want to come home? And he's like, well, mom, I have to push through adversity. I'm like, that's true. <laughs> you know, everything I've taught him, like, you know, I'm pushing through. I said, you know what, Lauren, you raised him. A- You led, he is following his own path. And that's another thing that I have had to really wrestle with and be okay with. Because their path is not your path. Nope. And it's not even the path you think you want them to go on. It is their own path.
0: He's so beautiful. Gosh, he makes me tear up. Oh, I'm such an. I'm just such an energy person. I'm a, I'm a full age of Aquarius, like hippie chick. And I love it. And when I just feel people's energy like that, it's so powerful. It, it makes me cry. Oh,
1: thank you. So I make me cry. I miss him. I'm on my way to see him this weekend. I can't wait. Well, I
0: have to know, Like, how did he even know about this boarding school? This is dad's fault. So <laughs> this is dad's fault. Dad always knew about this
1: school. And always mentioned it. At some point, you should try and go to a camp at the school. At some point, you should go to the school. Now, when the pandemic hit, with CJ being the only child, right, he was stir-crazy. Him not having a sibling really bit him in the you-know-what, right? And I'm trying to fill in all the gaps I can. Dad's trying to fill in all the gaps he can. But at the end of the day... He's sitting on Zooms with kids who are laughing and giggling and playing with their sibling and their person. And he literally has no one. Mm-hmm. So it was probably when we kind of started to come out of it a little bit. His dad said, you know what? Let's take you down there and let's let you do a weekend camp for football so that you can play sports and his goes to school in Florida. So, you know, it was open. So far. So far. Right. And my nerves were shot, so you know I was coming too. And so I checked myself in the hotel, on the campus, and when he went in three days, he just said, this is my place and these are my people, because he's a very passionate athlete, but he's also very serious about his academics. But he had been homeschooled, and he loved that this school, he went to school for four hours a day, and he played his sport for four hours a day. That was more like homeschool to him. He's like, it just feels like what I'm used to. I like intense academics for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then I want to go do my sport and do what I do. And he just fell in love with it. And he goes, this is where I want to go. And I was all set for him to finish his old school here. I had like three more years of that. But he was just like, mom, I'm really ready. And that's how it happened. It was just us trying to give him a weekend where he could see people and play sports and feel like he was in the land of the living again. It was really tough on him, the pandemic. And Um, then after that, he
0: got himself accepted and went on off to school. What an incredible story. I mean, it's, first of all, this is, these are the pieces, the morsels that are going to literally be the foundation of his entire life. Right. I hope so. And when we, when we think of boarding school, it's away from parents. It is, other people impressing upon him that are going to lay in that foundation has that been scary for you that you're not there every night to hone those walls around him you are literally speaking right
1: my my fears that, that that's what i feel that I, but he's so young i still had more molding to do i still had what are people saying to him right what are, what is the how is the curriculum speaking to him i had a different way of monitoring the curriculum at the old school where I could kind of see like, we're not talking enough about Black people here. We're not talking enough about the truth about who he is. I could really manage that more. But what I have found is he has been prepared and he already looks for that. You know, he came in the other day and he yeah, came in, but he was talking to me and he was just like, yeah, mom, we're on Northern Africa now. We're doing this and we're doing this. And I was like, oh, great. He goes, Yeah, I'm watching for the places in the curriculum to make sure that we're also learning about Black people. And I said, okay. So, I mean, he knows and understands, and I am not afraid. I am not the typical boarding parent. All the teachers know my name. They done messed around and gave me a lanyard where I can come on the campus, honey. So when I get there, people think I work there, okay? I'm all through the parts. Don't mess with you. Uh Uh-uh. It's a new day of the kind of parent that's there. Because I mean, look, there are a lot of parents. I mean, you go to boarding school, they're just like, good, you're over there. Do what you got to do. And I don't want to hear anything about it. No, I still have him call and we read together. If he's doing homework, I'll say to him, tell me what you learned, teach it to me. And so I'll have him teach to see if I hear what I need to hear. So we work through it and we're creative. This is where our creative minds kind of you know, work together because we find ways. FaceTime, thank God for that. Yes. And then I also fly there probably every other week. I'm going this <laughs> weekend. And he goes, Mom, I don't really think this school is designed for the parent to be <laughs> <for> every. <laughs> Have you met me? I'll be there. I said, listen, we can just go out to dinner, or we can do something. You can go back to the dorm. He used to come stay with me at the hotel. Now he doesn't even do that. I just go in. I see him, I'll walk through the campus,
0: I'll look at, you know, him play or meet him for
1: something. And so far,
0: he loves it. I got to tell you, there's something really powerful in what you're doing, because when I was growing up, I have an extended family. They're called the Godfathers. They're my parents' best friends. They're all lawyers. (laughs) Oh my God, I love it. They're all lawyers. Lord have mercy. One of my godfathers said when I was a very young girl, he goes everybody needs to know you have people. Mm-hmm. So when I was dating, bring him over. I go but it's embarrassing. Bring him over. They need to know you have people. So what you're doing for your son, even if it's just his mom and dad right now, that school needs to know. Yep. CJ's got people.
1: I will never forget that you said that because I've never that is such the perfect way to kind of bring that together I didn't know what it was but that's what I always said and I and I literally even his dad I'm like go up there I want him to know he's got his dad he's got his mom I want them to understand that he is supported and backed by adults and that we're ready to hold everyone accountable yes and I you know what I mean I want what what he's supposed to get out of this I want and of course they would never say it's not welcomed but I do think for us, we've been able to get much more out of it because we are that way. And for CJ, I think it gives him a comfortability because he understands like in a minute, I will be on the first thing smoking
0: Hello, if it, if it doesn't sound right. So making the decision to have one kid, which is what I did as well. And you're right. The pandemic was very, str- I mean, we're still in it, let's be honest, but it's very stressful because. Her friends that she was, she went into it when she was in kindergarten. So the wow. friends that she was starting to make, everyone went home and those kids, those friends all have siblings. So they don't need to hear from my child. They got their best friends at home. So she has learned to adapt. She has learned. It's amazing when you really do set your kids up, they surprise you with how well they receive the information and they can put it into action. It That's right. is astounding the miracle to, to watch miracle but what I have to admit is like you said earlier I've made mistakes oh yeah I don't get it all right this is territory every single mother has to tread for the first time she can get yeah. all the advice she wants from aunties and mothers but it's still every scenario is independent every scenario how were you set up are you and your mother close? Did she give you any great advice that you were able to put into action? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well,
1: my mother, unfortunately, never got to see CJ. My mother passed away in 2006, that would have been. Oh. And CJ wasn't born until 2010. So she never got to see him. But I had watched so, so much over the years with her parenting, of course, me, but also my brother's son. She was very involved in his life. My nephew, we're all very close. And one of the things I love with my mother is that she was able to create a no judgment zone. My mother is always the person in the family that you could tell anything to. Anybody, if something went down, you come tell, my, my, my mother is Eunice, but they call her Pookie. You come tell, just come sit down and my mother just listened to what you have to say without judgment. I just wanna, what happened? Tell them what happened. And she wouldn't flinch. It wouldn't be an, I'm really disappointing you. It would be a kind of like, so what do you, what do you want to do about it? Like, what are, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to fix it? How are you going to grow out of it? How are you going to do this? And I never forgot that. And that is not my, I think my nature, right? My nature is more, well, you can do better than that because you can, you know, I have that. And I, and I come from, unfortunately that the world of entertainment is that the world of, I, I am not a dancer, but as a singer, a former singer, I'd have to have Dance is like a secondary to get a lot of jobs. So between those things, choirs and dances and singing and moving, you're used to do it over, do it again. You can do it better. Make it better. Yeah. Make it better. And so in my life, I tend to be that way. And I remember so many times in my parenting life with CJ, where I had to dial into my mother and say, just let them tell you the story. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to give them a whole bunch of answers. Don't try to tell him why he was right and why he was wrong. Let him tell it and then ask him, so what do you want to do about it? Like, what what do you want to do? And it has been amazing how much dialogue I create that way. And even though I play a judge, I think one of the most important things I've learned is as a mother, and even in relationships, friendships, anywhere, when to take that robe off, right? I'm not the judge. I'm me. I am a human being. I'm Lauren. I'm not here to judge a situation. That's the best thing I've learned from her. And I try to be that for him. And when he tells me things, and there's sometimes where I just immediately, because my, my face tells everything. And I have to go, just listen. Yeah, just listen. Just let him, because t- I want him to tell it all. And I don't want my immediate interjection and my immediate redirection and my and, me, and all of that to start making him now naturally begin to clip the story in a different way. I want him to be able to just tell me. And so I've done that a lot. And I have I will kick somebody under the table in a minute if he's talking and they go to start to do that. And they'll say later, like, I had to kick you under the table because I want him to be able to talk. I always want him to understand that I can tell my mother. Like I can tell her. You know, and so and it's hard some days because sometimes I walk out of the room like what, and then I'm just like, so what do you what do you what do you think you should do? What do you what do you want to do about it? You know, just really curious. And it's amazing to watch them formulate answers and thoughts and, you know, conflict
0: resolution strategies. Well, conflict resolution is everything and not, it is not common, by the way, no. but it yeah. is vital, especially in today's time that was such a huge tip for all of us because I too, I come from a very type a home and I was always being criticized for my thoughts, the way I dress, the way I wear my hair. And so it shut me down to the point where I don't tell my parents anything. Oh yeah. So like, I'm like, Oh, by the way, I hosted a show. It's on TV tonight. They're like, wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. it. It's, It's hard. Like I said, it's hard. Sometimes
1: I just have to remind myself like, you can't always go with your first, like, whatever your first thought, your first, you know, because you learn that go with your gut. We have all of these little colloquialisms that'll lead us sometimes to places where we don't want to go in relationships, right? We have to know when they work for us, when to be empowered by them, and when to also lead them aside. And that was one of the things I watched my mother do because I could tell my mother anything. Like I could tell my mother
0: anything. Wait, but did, were you ever yearning for her input? Oh yeah, she would give you your input, but after she walked you through what you
1: let you, what do you want to do about it? What are you gonna, because at the end of the day, I felt like she was empowering me, right? Like, what do you want to do because you can fix it? You have the right to fix it. Then she would say, "Oh yeah." go A, B, and C. One of the best things she used to tell me to do was, okay, so now did you do pros and cons? Write your pros down on one side, your cons down on one side. My father, my mother's a former English professor. So it would be like, write it and look at, and then you should be able to have the answer. But she very much would walk you into finding your own answer. And I love that. And yes, sometimes I would want her to fix it. Like, I remember when I got to college, you know how they gave you all those credit cards when you were in college? Of course. I ran all the credit cards up, and then I was like, ah, you know. And so I remember going, that was her, her office was the kitchen table. And I remember going to the kitchen table, and I low key was like hoping she was gonna bail me out. You know, I'm like, wow. And then I charged this, and then I charged this, and I charged this. And again, she came with, so what are you gonna do about it? And I'm like, you got to save me, you know, and it wasn't that it was, okay, you're going to work on how to make payment arrangements, how to pay off what you can, where you're going to save money. And, you, and she never paid a dime of any of those credit cards off. And I paid every last credit card off. And to that day, that financial lesson, right. Sits with me completely. Different. And I mean, look, that was college. So, you know, the credit cards had like $100 on right, it. You right, know, it might have been like $1100. You we know what I mean, but to me it was like ah! you know, and it was like, no, you're going to learn how to get yourself out of the mess you got yourself in. And I found that to be so helpful and that if I can give him anything, CJ, that she did besides the love of learning and the way she relates to people is the conflict resolution and problem solving.
0: Ooh, your mother would be so, (laughs) well, she is so proud of CJ, but they would be really, really. close. Oh,
1: and he he talks to his Nana. He he Uh, loves his Nana. He knows, uh, listen, I just say, I don't know what goes on in the world. When he was a baby, one day I came in his room and he was laughing and talking. He said he was talking to Nana. I said, well, okay, I'll let you do you, you know, and let you do you. And he has such a great spiritual relationship with his grandmother. He always talks about her, keeps his picture right in his room. Yep, yeah, and Yeah. So he, he, he tries very hard to make her
0: proud and live through the stories that I share with him. Okay. So you told me the greatest tip from your mother, which yes. by the way, I'm definitely putting in my notes. That is yes. amazing. Yes. But our children also come into our lives to teach us as well. What is the greatest thing about yourself you learned through CJ?
1: Now this, it's one of the most beautiful things that ever happened in my life and I didn't expect to get it from him. But CJ taught me to honor and respect and own my genius. And to not allow other people who are uncomfortable with me make me be in a, in a, in a pretzel or whatever. And this child has given me this. I see so much in him that, and when I was a child, I would be so uncomfortable through and so much that I had suppressed. And we all, every mother, I tell you, every mother has a genius. Every father has a genius. Every person in this world has their own brand of genius. What is your gift? What is your thing? And I think a lot of my things, I just would kind of let it go because people were uncomfortable with the way my things played out. I so connect
0: to you on that.
1: Yes. And, and they were uncomfortable with the way my thing plays out. And, and so I, oh, well, you know, I, I don't want to be too much. I don't want to be extra. I don't, you know, oh. let me just figure out how I can work in the program, you know. And I love CJ because he is a disruptor. And his his gifts, they disrupt. They challenge the status quo, whether he is at a school, whether he is on a field, whether he is, you know, he used to do acting and the things that he would do. He just fearlessly walked into his talents. Even sometimes when he didn't know what he was doing, he just did all that he could do. and And he taught me, looking at him and watching him, it allowed me, like kind of the space and, and, and it challenged me to give myself the grace to say, you are even more than what you're operating at. But you have worked to make others feel so comfortable that you kind of dimmed your light. And I think as a mom and you know, you, cre- you set the stage for your child. Like we are literally like, the director, the producer, the stage—we set in the stage for them to get up and learn how to shine their light. Yeah. What I realized in setting that stage was that, like, you set a damn good stage. You know what I mean? Like, and you—and the reason why you can do that is because of this multifacetedness that no one else ever understood about you. Where people would say to you, "What are you going to be? What are you going to choose? Which one are you going to be? So you're going to be a singer. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going be a designer. Which, which, which one are you going to be? All of them. All of them. And guess what? I am all of that for my son. His walk has given me the permission, right, to kind of experience my longest stride. Right, my <laughs> longest stride. Like I, I realize I started. Like I felt like my stride was shorter. You know what I mean? You got a good gallop on now. Yes, I can, yeah, use my gait, use my, you know, and I'm a short girl with short legs, so it's not, this is definitely a theoretical thing, but he gave me that because he needed it from me. And that's what I learned from him. And when he is amazed by things that I do, I feel so, I don't know, I just feel fulfilled.
0: Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift, and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, Lusa and Mama Stay.